0: On today's episode of Hit the Books Podcast, Stitcher has doubled down on its investment in Wolverine. The problem is nobody can remember why he's there or why there's a body, just like himself. Big changes are coming to Justice League number 19, and Hit the Books is now on Spotify. Today's date is February 23rd, 2019. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit the Books Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Holcomb. And
1: I'm Emery Saunders.
0: And we are here to give you all the saucy deets on everything comics this week. For those of you unfamiliar with the show, this is your weekly comic book podcast where Emery and I, and perhaps a guest, bring you through the latest news, give you the new comic book releases coming to your local comic book shops.
1: Please support your local comic book shops.
0: And discuss the topic about the world of comics for your amusement. If that sounds like a good time, be sure to hit like and subscribe down below and check out our other services. We are now on Stitcher, on iTunes, and Spotify. Spotify. By popular demand, we are now on Spotify. Uh, we apologize it took us so long. Didn't take as long as I thought it was, <laughs> it was going to. <laughs> it, it,
1: it's an easier
0: process than you'd think. They've definitely improved things. So yep. <laughs> We're on Spotify now. Uh, links will be in the description of all of the services, so be sure to check those out if you prefer a different service uh, to listen and hear us on. And of course, we are always on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash hit the books if you would like to support this show, as well as our new uh, wrestling podcast hosted by myself and my brother Dan, the man Maloney. Ooh, coming from the filthy casual himself. <laughs> uh, be sure to check that out if you have any interest in uh, the WWE. Uh, spoiler, the WWE is better than it's been in probably 15 years.
1: I mean, ways, way to raise the bar a foot off the ground. It,
0: it's, uh, it's, <laughs> I, it was bad, but it's right on the level of Attitude Era. And and for in-ring talent, for actual performing in the ring, it's, it's above Attitude Era.
1: Much like the rest of the entertainment industry nowadays, we are always trying to reach back to the 90s.
0: So if you've <laughs> checked out of uh, the WWE slash WWF, you might want to hop back in. There's some really good stuff going on right now, especially... What's going on with Daniel Bryan right now?
1: Oh my god, that new belt! Oh, it's beautiful. Oh,
0: it's beautiful. I want one. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so watch SmackDown specifically. Don't don't start with Raw. You might get the worst impression possible. Uh, <laughs> uh, watch okay. NXT. Watch SmackDown.
1: Oh yeah, uh, that I haven't been into wrestling for quite some time, and now that you mention it, uh, and from what you showed me, yeah, I'm gonna start with SmackDown. Hell yeah! They, they've got yeah. some. Ooh, they really stepped their game up this time. They're
0: killing it. They're Ooh. killing it. So, uh, yeah, be sure to check out that show. And it's uh epic intro I just created <laughs> <laughs> for episode two. Uh, just to uh, fill you in, if you haven't watched the third episode of Hit the Mats yet, and it's probably not posted yet, so why would you? Yeah. Um, we had to change the name of the podcast from Hit the Ropes to Hit the Mats. Unfortunately, we didn't realize that there was another very popular uh, podcast that's like 300 episodes in uh that Ooh. is called hit the ropes and is also about wrestling
1: who would have guessed so <laughs> <laughs> we had to rebrand a
0: little bit so the first two episodes we say hit the ropes podcast but what we meant was hit the mats podcast totally a mistake yeah that- we never would have called ourselves that so <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's, sorry <laughs> it, 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 yeah this is like <sighs> You know, sometimes you have parallel ideas, and it's not until you actually go through with your ideas that you realize, you know, someone else has been doing something a little similar. Yeah, it gave me a lot of work (laughs) that I did not want on my plate, which is
0: why uh, the former episode got out late, Yeah, although hopefully this episode will get out on time on Wednesday or Thursday, and then the weekend, obviously, for the wrestling podcast, so apologies for that. Hopefully, we're back on schedule, but uh,
1: (laughs) there's always something. There's always something. Yeah. Much like wrestlers themselves, sometimes they hit the ropes. Other times, they hit the mats.
0: Yeah. So, uh, go ahead and check those out if you are interested. And, of course, uh, supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash hit the books supports both shows. And if you contribute to either one, as little as a dollar, but all the way to the sky, if you so choose. Oh, yeah. Um, you will earn tiers depending on what you uh, donate. Uh, f- our former producer, Will Beasley, contributed a very significant amount uh, to which he won a, a, a volume of our choosing based on his uh, aesthetics and what he liked. And uh, a nice personalized letter with both our signatures, of course, and a graphic on it, thanking him for his contribution and uh, a few other goodies as well. So, uh, big thank you to Will Beasley for his former support of the show. It really went a long way, and of course, he got credited as a producer on several episodes of the show for, I think, that month, oh, yeah. month and a half, somewhere around there.
1: Um, so yeah, look out for that. Uh, what have you been reading? Uh, I have actually been catching myself up on... I think I just got done reading through, and I'm still, right now, going through a bunch of ghostwriter issues. As uh. I don't know why. Some just... Spirits of Vengeance really oh. got you back into it, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's something about... Uh, I gotta say, like, as a kid, I don't know what it was about a uh, flame-headed motorcyclist that really got me into it, but man, <laughs> uh, I-, I think that might have been kind of telling for how my life went.
0: My apologies to Bob. He was not on the set initially.
1: Right. How, how dare
0: I disrespect the greatness that is, Bob? How dare you? I'm ashamed. But please continue.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's been uh, something that I uh, actually recently went back and read some uh, some issues done by, uh, I think it was uh, Mark Texiera and Daniel Way. And, oh, my God. Like, I went back and looked at the... There was an arc in which Ghost Rider... Escaping hell, accidentally dragged the devil out with him. Very nice. Yeah. And now, this,
0: this brings up an interesting question.
1: hmm
0: Why don't Daredevil and Ghost Riders just change names? <laughs> Why don't they I, just give I, their I names see, to each other?
1: I, I see what you're getting at here.
0: Ghost Rider is literally a devil <laughs> who rides a motorcycle.
1: Literally a daredevil.
0: Making people atone for their
1: sins, more or less. Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, you see, here's the thing. If they were to switch names, what the fuck would daredevil be? Have you not seen the daredevil movie? Uh, he literally
0: sees, in quotes, uh-huh. ghosts everywhere.
1: <laughs> That's how he sees. <laughs> it's his
0: weird sonar thing.
1: But he's not a writer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And tell that to Elektra.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I see what's happening here. I went there. <laughs> <laughs> Just because Dorkly released some kind of thing oh, where yes. a bunch of uh, <laughs> 16, 16-bit characters talked about, uh, oh, uh Daredevil, your name should be Batman because you use sonar. And it's like, Ghost Rider, your name should be Daredevil because... You were a daredevil once, and now you're a devil who dares anyone to spill the blood of the innocent. Look, <laughs> I get it. I really do. It's a very uh, good video. Check a, it out. A lot of these names could be switched around a little bit, but the names are fine. The, fine. Name, the names They're are fine. fine the way they are. It's fine. Like, Ghost Rider it's fine. is a dead man who rides... <laughs> he literally rides his motorcycle across the 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 country, sometimes across the plains between heaven and hell and the, the earth in between, to uh, meet out vengeance because fuck you, why are you such an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> and daredevil is a man who's got the devil in him and he dares you to start some shit. There are re- literally <laughs> There are a reason why these people have their names. Okay. Just let it happen. <laughs> Just let it happen. Uh anyone or Electra. Who- uh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> An Electra may have had a thing for her dad. Who knows? But weird. A little weird. Uh look. The names are fine. They're fine. They're fine. Just Unless your name is fucking sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which,
0: <laughs> new issue out this week. Oh, uh, final issue? The fish the final issue. Unfortunately. Uh, maybe they'll rename him. If they would, that would be wonderful. <laughs> and they can just call him Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> but I won't care cuz the book's good, so. They could call him, I don't know, Rift. And call him Pussy Riot for all I care. <laughs> it's a good book. Hot take. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, please continue.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh I I'd been catching up on ghost rider issues. Okay. Uh yeah, there is Johnny a... Blaze currently? Uh Johnny Blaze. Uh in and mind you, his stories are usually my favorite. Uh, I just wish that they would uh, sack up and let him have his classic aesthetic instead of stealing from Danny Catch this whole fucking time.
0: We do what we want.
1: Uh, Apparently. God, (laughs) I get it. Danny Catch's aesthetic was fucking cool. Maybe make Danny Catch cool as well. (laughs) Not that tall of an order. It's a struggle oh okay uh i was reading the the one where it was like okay uh he dragged the devil out of hell with him and uh, lo and behold he he now has to drive across the country to beat up the devil 666 times worth it worth it completely worth it uh one of my favorite issues was in the middle of this uh crusade to kind of make the devil reform and have his ultimate power just so he can drag drag only one of them to hell um which uh speaking of that phrase if you haven't seen the movie drag me to hell watch it it's great sam raimi at his finest hmm. uh weird plug aside uh My favorite issue in that whole thing actually had nothing to do with Satan being dragged all the way back to hell. It was this whole story coincided with another really cool story, World War Hulk. Mm. That's the story where... Uh, Yeah, I'm familiar. Uh,
0: Do we need it? Yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah,
1: we do. Uh, Okay. Okay. This sounds dumb on paper. I'm just warning you. Uh, Okay. Imagine for a moment, the Hulk who had been exiled from Earth had been forced to live his existence not on a peaceful planet, but uh, on a warlike planet where he has to be the Hulk all day, all night, all the time. No exceptions. He He boned an alien while he was the Hulk and had a son. That that is how much Hulk Hulk was. Then he decided to come back and say, um, "Yeah, I'm still I'm still fucking mad. Fuck all of you," and tries to fight people like Black Bolt, Charles Xavier, Reed Richards,
0: the Tony Illuminati, Stark,
1: the Illuminati, the yeah. Tony Stark and Namor, like and Doctor Strange every single one of those hoity-toity motherfuckers was gonna get it. <laughs> because fuck them! <laughs> now, where does Ghost Rider come into this? Ghost Rider comes in because, uh, you know, that according to Doctor Strange, there is literally only one person in all of existence that can take the Hulk out. And it's Ghost Rider. I can confirm that that's false. <laughs> um... According to Doctor Strange.
0: Well, Doctor it, Strange is an idiot.
1: <laughs> according to Doctor Strange, and according to the books at that time, Ghostwriter has technically nearly limitless power. The only thing that keeps Ghostwriter at bay is Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze has been the safety on the extra dimensional gun that is the ghost writer, apparently this whole fucking time this whole time there's been only one person to do it, and what do you know? Why don't we send this person to take care of the Hulk? You know it happens in this fight. Do I wanna know? I'm gonna tell you all right, yep. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we convince Ghost Rider to stop the Hulk from basically meting out his own vengeance upon the entire world who wronged him. Because, you know, Pot, Kettle, you're black. Really? Who would have guessed? <gasps> <laughs> uh, stop taking out your vengeance on everybody, said the fucking Ghost Rider. Uh, they get into a fight. It gets explosive, quite literally. Hot. There gets to be a point in which uh, both Reed Richards and Stephen Strange are just watching this fight from afar, and it's like, okay. Fucking Illuminati. Yeah. That's what they always do. This is what what we we like to watch. Create create (laughs) chaos and just (laughs) sit back and watch. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. So there comes a point in that fight in which uh, the Hulk really lets Ghost Rider have it, and it was like, oh man, there there's no way that this uh is going to end well for anyone because like the the minute that uh the safety goes off and Johnny Blaze isn't in control anymore, all bets are off. Everyone might fucking die at that point. Hot. And then who would have guessed? The safety was off. Johnny Blaze was no longer in control for like a hot second. Guess what happens? He looks at him, stares him down a little bit, not even the pennant stare, just just straight looking at him, and then just decides to ride the fuck off. Bitch, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know why? Why? Because the Hulk was innocent. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> and the Illuminati most definitely were not i think we all knew that (laughs) okay that's one of my favorite issues just because it's like you know what the problem with that book isn't the fun to be
0: had in the book the problem with that book is the entire premise (laughs) (laughs) which is a flaw that i feel like should be addressed again i haven't read the book but based on the cliff notes you're giving me Uh uh-huh is hulk wearing a helmet He's not. Specifically, Magneto's helmet. Nope. This is a very easily solvable problem, (laughs) (laughs) Xavier. uh, Go fuck
1: yourself. Uh, Yeah, that's all Uh, I have to say. uh, uh, But what if Charles Xavier went into his mind and just decided... uh, oh, I want to scramble with you, and then the Hulk was like, no, fuck you, I'm going to like brain flex and get you the fuck out. Yeah, I don't think that's how it works. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he gets dumber when he becomes the Hulk. I'm pretty sure that's confirmed. Uh, Oh, oh, I forgot to mention this uh, part of World War Hulk. Uh, Because he's the Hulk that whole fucking time, uh, the Hulk actually gets uh, smart-ish ish and by that <laughs> smart ish does uh, but, not mean smart that, true <laughs> that, that is
0: not what that means but it's like he, rowan quoting galileo on smackdown all right oh
1: <laughs> which is awesome Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah i'm sure xavier could try it why he didn't i don't know but uh it's not good
0: yeah so um uh, I'll probably re- read it because it sounds fun.
1: It, it's a lot of fun, but the entire premise is flawed. <laughs> uh,
0: it's very flawed.
1: Uh, maybe Professor X took a uh, pacifist route.
0: Yeah, you sure a pacifist when he sent him to a <laughs> fuck another planet uh, to
1: die. <laughs> What he just yeah, said? That into- was so pacifistic. You fuck. <laughs> he d- took him to a planet where he thought he was going to live Ugh. in peace. Oh my god! Away from everyone. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I mean, that you could basically just
0: fucking brain scramble him. Be done. You don't even have to kill the guy. Just brain scramble him. Eh, problem solved. There you go. All happy. good bye <laughs> But no about that. Ghost uh, Rider is apparently the only one
1: available. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure where Charles Xavier or any of the X Men were during that story. But
0: also, we know Wolverine has killed the Hulk before. Maybe not in that timeline. Uh, okay, he's, he's he
1: stabbed him.
0: He killed the Hulk. Old man Logan. Oh,
1: yeah. different timeline. Different timeline. It still
0: happened. <laughs> just letting you know, he could. So this uh, Doctor Strange saying that he's the only one capable <laughs> is complete horseshit. <laughs> I've just
1: named two that could easily change this. <laughs> Look, they're trying to beef up Ghost Rider. Okay, <laughs> just let him have it. <laughs> uh, We're trying. Should I bring in Jean Grey? No. (laughs) That's three. She's dead. (laughs) She was double, triple dead by that time. Oh, but she came back. (sighs) Of course. All of them. Every single fucking form. How about Emma
0: Snow? You mean Emma Frost? Yeah, I call her Snow because she's naked.
1: (laughs) Oh, Lily white skin everywhere, yeah, Emma Frost would turn into a diamond and get broke
0: <laughs> uh she wouldn't have to because she'd be nowhere near the guy. <laughs> you're just popping your head for a hot minute and she's not even constrained by supposed morality like Xavier
1: oh, easy fix, oh, you're all
0: fucking retards, and I hate you all. <laughs>
1: Okay, that does bring up a really good question. Where the fuck were the (laughs) X-Men?
0: Maybe they were- The Avengers and the X-Men don't mix, okay? We already know this. (laughs) (laughs) When they mix, there's a war,
1: okay? We can't have that happen again. Uh, We're not friends. uh, They're not friends at all. Uh, Fucking, (laughs) They're so not friends the minute that- Cyclops comes back from the dead again, again, again. The first thing that he does is get into a fucking screaming match with Captain America. About which one looks more like a blue dick?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who looks more like a blue penis? (laughs) Captain America with his big blue (laughs) A-head? Or Cyclops with his... Big blue laser head.
1: (laughs) I'm seeing a pattern here. (laughs) Cyclops, don't you ever put that fucking blueberry cowl on your head again. Don't. Yeah.
0: Let that hair just flow in the wind. Let it show. Let's go back to where
1: you were good. The 90s. Although I don't know
0: if he needs the yellow undies. Maybe it's just me. I don't know.
1: He, he he can go. Looks good in a bomber jacket, though. He could do without those. Fucking look at what DC did with their uh, undies on the outside characters. Yeah, they Just, brought them back after like 10 fans complained on the internet. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Superman
0: doesn't have red underpants. This is bullshit.
1: <laughs> I won't read this. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Just let them have the a belt. Let them have a brightly colored belt. They don't... It, and. Pants. Just pants. Strongman pants are strong now. They don't rip at the asshole. <laughs> 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 uh, have you read anything else? <sighs> um... No, not particularly.
0: All right. Well, uh, I got a surprise for you. Oh, do you? I read a Marvel book. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah. What would you read? I read it. Old Man Quilliam,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, how was it?
0: So, Old Man Quill is uh, basically set in the Old Man Logan timeline. Most, of course, most recently, Old Man Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Uh, now too- we're seeing what happened to the Guardians of the Galaxy in this timeline. Oh and man, we don't have an old man castle. Why they haven't done anything <laughs> <laughs> in fifty years? <laughs> um because we got old now i've (laughs) told pretty easy answer i told you before when i was reading old man hawkeye it was good yeah it was a solid book good artwork fun storyline kind of like a prequel to the original old man logan book yeah uh i have not read the sequel to old man logan that was written by another guy i probably won't because it eventually makes him go into the modern timeline and i think that's dumb
1: that is really fucking dumb.
0: So I just... I, I It's like, that premise is dumb. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> it may be great. I'll never know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've actually read some of it. It's dumb. Uh, it's uh, real dumb. I figured. <laughs> and... Um, Should have left it alone. Uh,
0: but Old Man Hawkeye brought me back into the world, and I enjoyed it. And... Can- old man Quill is kind of more after the original old man Logan and definitely after old man Hawkeye. Mm, Okay. the basic premise, you know, it's pretty much illustrated through the first issue. What's going to happen? Like the foreshadowing is very heavy, (laughs) but basically in this timeline, Quill has kind of forsaken the guardians of the galaxy to go and be responsible. Um, Now, maybe it's because I am not all caught up on what the current canon is with Guardians of the Galaxy, but I thought his dad was the living planet.
1: Oh. But
0: is his dad some emperor now?
1: Technically, his dad has always been an emperor uh the movie is the one that decided to go a different route with that one
0: okay so that's that's the literal one the movie just completely changed it yeah okay again not really a big fan of the comic book (laughs) guardians of the galaxy and quite frankly i think that book was garbage and still is often garbage (laughs) uh and until the movies came out and even after the movies came out a lot of the books were garbage uh
1: in my personal opinion yeah that's James Gunn knows how to take what is there and mix it until something actually sweet comes out. Yeah. However, I will give credit uh,
0: to the, the the actual production crew for this book. They captured kind of the movie qualities in the characters instead of the, the comic book ones, which are fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, they're all boring. Yeah. Um, but this guy go- proceeds with kind of the movie kind of... Aesthetic as far as the characters' dynamics go. You have your classic movie ones, uh, not the, the kind of ones that come in and out of the comic books. Right. You got <clears throat> Drax, you got Rocket Raccoon, you got Gamora, you got Mantis, and uh, obviously Peter Quill himself. Um, I haven't mentioned some people, so maybe interpret that how
1: you will. Uh, yeah, I wonder what could have happened.
0: But uh, the first book basically sets up he. Became emperor of this planet in place of his father. Right. I'm assuming his father died or something. I don't know. People <clears throat> people die when they get old, typically. And he has a family and a wife on this planet. No, it's not Gamora. Um, <laughs> of course not. But you think the, he's
1: actually going to get what he wants?
0: Yeah, but the the Church of the Universal Truth, which is who <laughs> worships the Dark Lord and basically <laughs> sanctifies all of these planets by destroying them. Well, God. has been at okay. war with has been at war with his planet for a while and in an effort to protect his planet, he makes a preemptive strike on their flagship and whatnot to try to disable them before they can attack them because they've been coming for a while and they've been at war for a while. Right. Now, he eludes that, hey, he, he's pled for help from, you know, the Avengers, from the X-Men, from several groups on Earth, but none of them have been responding to his calls, and you know, we know why now. Because the, the Earth is all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> of course, he doesn't know that. Right. And so he goes and makes this preemptive attack, and I'm going to spoil the first issue for you just because it's it's you're going to know what's going to happen. Yeah. Basically, while he's doing this attack and making this strategic brilliance and whatnot, <clears throat> he actually wins what he's trying to do, but while he's gone, he left the planet completely undefended. Oh. And, and so they took advantage of that and basically destroyed the planet. Didn't destroy the planet outright, but basically murdered everybody that was on it.
1: Right.
0: And so, from that point of realization, it jumps forward 50 years, and that's the Peter Quill today, where he just he gets drunk and puts himself in hypersleep until, you know, he's basically like a smuggler now, more or less, and he just lives
1: his life. Kind of like, he actually gets to be the Han Solo that he always thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, uh, old man solo. And he's basically
0: Logan in space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, mi- he's miserable. He's miserable. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't go on adventures anymore. He's just a guy. He's just a drunk, sleepy guy who hates his life and will never forgive himself for his strategic mistake against the Church of the Universal Truth.
1: Logan in space.
0: And then the issue ends with the appearance of the older Guardians of the Galaxy uh, there with a new mission for him. Oh more to come and then I read the second issue second issue uh, brings back a lot of familiar faces and a lot of
1: uh, as you do
0: familiar events uh, <laughs> if you read old man Logan and whatnot that you you will pick up right away uh, I won't spoil that part because that part's pretty fun and it incentivizes you to read the first issue and go through it to get to the second issue so oh yeah I am enjoying it we'll see what it becomes um, there is a just a dose just a hair of silliness to it a little hair but it's still very enjoyable and I'm uh, I really am enjoying it. Um the next book I picked up and read, I finally got around to uh some black label stuff from DC. Oh. I read the first and second issues of a Batman damned
1: aka Bat penis. Oh, you got around the dick, huh?
0: Yeah. Uh no, I did not shell out the cash to get the original <laughs> Bat Dick version, so <laughs> unfortunately you'll just have to google search that one <sighs> if you care to see it. So what I will say is the back dick panel is completely unnecessary. <laughs> there's it's I thought it was going to be since it's a book where he's with John Constantine and there's a lot of supernatural stuff going on. I thought that it was going to be him going crazy and he's in this world like, you know, weird kind of ethereal, some kind of supernatural World or event or hallucination or something, and that's why he's naked.
1: Nope. <laughs> Wait a minute. Nope. He just you thought for a second that Batman would for some reason be naked as a result of whatever fucking supernatural shenanigans yeah he and Constantine were about to get up to
0: yeah exactly
1: because that would
0: make sense. No, sounds legit. <laughs> what happens in this book is um. He just feels like getting naked right after he gets out of the Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls up to the Batcave and says, you know what's good for a penis? Cold cave air and bats. And he just strips down and uh, he's just naked.
1: You know what's wrong with that? There's no reason for it. Y- you know what's really wrong with that? That completely colors any instance that you would imagine batman getting home from being batman whilst a robin is in the car with him yeah no appearance of
0: robin as of right now
1: how many fucking times did he do this
0: i don't know this is the
1: question now it's real weird
0: (laughs) it doesn't make any sense there's no reason for it so all the controversy about the bat dick
1: just a little bit
0: warranted <laughs> because it's nudity for the sake of nudity. There was literally no reason for him to be naked in that panel and just to have Dong, you know, waving around. It just, it, it didn't, didn't, ooh. didn't
1: need to be there. Ooh, ooh! I know how I'll counteract all of these boob comics. It'll be perfect. <laughs> Brilliant. And, and it'll sell like check fucking... and mate. Self. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I can't believe I've done this <laughs> damn it yeah it was
0: it was real dumb uh at least that panel so I take back everything I said in defense of the bat dick and the censoring of it it was stupid like should art be censored no but was that necessary at all no <laughs> it was not necessary and I hope you all enjoy the hundred dollars you spent on that issue to get the bat dick, because it's <laughs>
1: definitely not worth it. <laughs> people like fan fiction, right? I wonder how many people have been trying to figure out what Batman's dick would look like underneath that costume. Yeah. So, Ooh, mystery solved. So what I'll say about this book is, visually, it's very stunning.
0: The panels, even are, the dick. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's a dick. It looks like a a, a flaccid penis. Um, But the the book is drawn very well. The art is very. It's very uniquely drawn. It's not your typical comic book fair. It's more of a not your typical bat dick. Yeah, everything looks like like a classic, you know, paperback noir cover. You know, something along those lines. Um, The. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to give you the basic premise of the book but really nothing is coherent yet and i'm you know it's only three issues long there's oh. Oh, book one book two and book three they're all super size books so it's, yeah. it's a long book so you're paying a little bit extra but the story is completely incoherent like you have john constantine who is narrating through the book and
1: trying to get to the bottom of that bad dick
0: <laughs> basically rambling and there's no real reason for it there's these random flashbacks to uh bruce wayne as a child watching his mom and dad fight and argue and then he finds out that his mom or his dad's been cheating on her and like just stupid stuff that doesn't seem to need to be there and what has the fuck? no relation to the modern day story whatsoever um there's a lot of supernatural cameos um, I won't spoil them for you in case you're interested in being surprised by them, but really it's not worth it because it's just they're there. They they're do. there for
1: being there.
0: I will say Edrigan the Demon appears and it's in the stupidest way possible. If you ever wanted to see Edrigan the Demon rap, this is the book for you.
1: <laughs> he is
0: literally an underground rapper in this book.
1: <laughs> As Let's, in he raps... From hell,
0: yeah. His he spits hot fire.
1: Goddamn it,
0: Dylan, 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 Dylan. I spit hot fire, man. <laughs> and he literally tells Batman, "Get away from me! You're too close."
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's there's a lot of stupid in this book. It's it's He's... written it's written by Brian Azarello. And I think there's a good idea somewhere in there, but I, I haven't found it yet. <laughs> and the artwork is brilliant. All right? I don't want to take anything away from the artwork, but this book, is just, it's nonsensical. And really, so far, in the first two issues, there is no reason whatsoever for a supernatural element. None. They're just there. They have John Constantine narrate and have a rapper version of Edrigan for no apparent reason. And, <laughs> yeah. it's <laughs> So basically, no. from what I can gather between two super-sized issue books for the premise, is that something happened on the bridge that night. Batman was initially all destroyed and fucked up and stabbed and whatever else. Can't remember what happened. Very Wolverine-esque. And, um, oh no,
1: no more Dark Claw.
0: No more Dark Claw. And supposedly... <laughs> joker has been found dead um but is he dead premise (gasps) and just stupid shit just nonsensical stuff keeps happening for no reason however i kind of have a theory of what's going to be the ending of this book if it's going to try to make sense this is what i think is going to happen i think he's gonna have a sixth sense moment like but I'm a ghost too or something something along those lines <laughs> he was
1: dead the whole and, time and that's
0: gonna explain the supernatural element of it but if if that's not the case I don't know how they're gonna tie everything together in this last issue oh and um another fun fact for issue two book two Batman is almost crazy raped what he's almost crazy raped what read more to to find out what the f- Although, I don't know yet if I should tell you to read this book or not, because I'm not sure I want to support it yet.
1: (laughs) Did Zack Snyder give them notes? What the fuck is
0: this bullshit? There's a lot of stupid happening in this book. (laughs) Now, I'll give it credit in this way. Beyond the art being amazing, it is an adult book. It is a very valiant attempt to make something serious and something adults can appreciate more than say the typical comic book fair however it is being so poorly executed and it is so incoherent i don't know if this is going to pay off at all if it does great you know i'm all about it but so far
1: brian azzarello has not done himself any favors this sounds like a fucked up fever dream that a comic book writer would have about everyone's crazy-ass billionaire who flies around in a bat-themed onesie punching strangers. Don't get me wrong, the billionaire guy running around in a bat-themed onesie punching strangers is standard for, you know, our favorite character here. Uh Not our favorite character. We, nope. we like Nightwing because, you know, at least he's a showman. <laughs> 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 um... <clears throat> But for DC's flagship character, which I don't know why I'm saying that about anyone who isn't Superman, um, for DC's flagship character to be still, at this point, taking notes from Snyder in terms of, did you say he got fucking crazy raped? He got crazy raped. What the f- Oh my god. Yep. Well, almost. (laughs) He was-
0: He was this close to being crazy raped, and we almost had a second sighting of Bat-Dong. Almost. I'm pretty sure if uh, the controversy hadn't happened, there would be a Bat-Dong in that issue.
1: What? Was he fighting someone while naked?
0: (laughs) Almost. (laughs) I won't spoil it. God. It's the ending to book two. Damn it. You'll probably want to read it, but
1: yeah. Uh, I probably won't want to read it. I will mm-hmm. say this, there is
0: one element that makes it intriguing, and that is the the element of Enchantress and what is happening with Enchantress in this book. That is the one thread that I do want to see through to the end, and it may give context to the flashbacks. Again, so incoherent, it's hard to tell, but we'll see. And also, Edge again as a rapper, it's <sighs> beyond dumb.
1: I, I now want to see that character played by Eminem. Oh God. no, you don't no, you don't don't lie to the folks and then uh
0: I've been doing more catching up with uh the new age of d c heroes. I've talked about it the past two episodes. I've been catching up on all the new age of d c heroes events and books to kind of give you uh the inside scoop as to whether it was a good effort or not um for those of you who don't know d c started this new age of d c uh new age of d c hero initiative I think at the very beginning very end of the previous year very beginning of last year um and they had a lot of great flagship titles um so far my reviews for the ones i've gotten through all the way curse of brimstone really good uh silencer outstanding um the terrifics outstanding if you can play along with the concept that it's basically DC's Fantastic Four. Yeah. And they know that they are DC's (laughs) Fantastic Four, and they play into it very heavily. Oh, yeah. If that doesn't bother you, and it didn't me because I found the book really enjoyable, you will love this book. It is a great title, and you don't need to know who these characters are. One of them is brand new, Phantom Girl. Uh, Mr. Terrific Metamorpho, Plastic Man, have more or less been irrelevant to the greater DC universe, but they're great characters and they're very well fleshed out as human beings in these books. So read The Terrifics, read Silencer, read Curse of Brimstone for sure. And then Sideways, very much like The Terrifics, is a very self-aware Spider-Man ripoff, but with kind of Nightcrawler's powers. Um, Kind of. It's it's very convoluted, very Dark Universe, uh, Dark Knight's Metal lore heavy, but... (laughs) it is still really enjoyable really good writing really good character dynamics um uh cool costume uh, great support characters the only problem is the name is really really dumb and they acknowledge in the later issues of the book that the name is really really dumb (laughs) other than that great book um and then back on silencer just to give you a warning first three issues are really rough read um, just because of the artwork. I'm sorry, John Romito Jr., I really hate reading his books because it's just so hard to tell what the hell's going on. And yeah. everything is so starkly angled at 90-degree 90, 90 <laughs> angles. Everything is box-like, and all the characters look exactly the same. Harsh angles. However, after he leaves the book, I think after issue three or four, the art becomes outstanding, and the rest of the run is really, really good. And there's some really like striking full-page panels later on in that 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 year that year run there um the only ones i think that are still going are the terrifics although i think the terrifics is about to end the very final issue of sideways comes out this week and then silencer is continuing on into the future now I read a little bit of damage. It's still awful. I'm not going to read anymore. (laughs) Don't read damage. It's a whole rip off, but set to a time
1: limit of one hour. Much like it's major, it's not legit. If it lasts
0: more than an hour, please see a doctor. Um, (laughs) It's it's really bad. Don't read damage. Um, And then the other one that came, this book was delayed several times, uh, probably because they were giving Jim Lee at the time a hundred million things to draw and do. (laughs) And he clearly did not care about this book, I don't think, um, because it was probably his worst effort I've ever seen on paper. Yeah. Immortal Men is not a good book. It's awful. It's incoherent. The dialogue is really cringeworthy. Oh. Um, The artwork internally and externally is not good, even though Jim Lee, an all-time great, a guy that should be a a comic book hall of famer. Yeah. It's just not good. It's not good. uh, It's really bad. Scott Williams wrote it, you know uh oh, i'm sorry scott williams contributed to the art probably color and then james tinney in the fourth who we are often fans of much like jim lee yeah it was just not a good effort it's very <laughs> incoherent it's very hard to follow the dialogue doesn't make sense the characters aren't very likable nothing about this book was good and it got canceled pretty quickly um, and I can see why. Yeah, it, it was not worth all the delays. They delayed it. It was supposed to be one of the launch titles for the new era of DC heroes, and they didn't get it out. I think until the end of April. Ooh, so that was four or five months delayed. And it Jesus. it was the book I was looking forward to the most because I had Jim Lee attached to it. The Immortal Men sounded cool. It sounded like a cool concept. I'm always in on like immortal characters, characters that have been around forever. Yeah, or should be around forever, like Wolverine. Like it's, but it just didn't. It
1: nothing about it worked. Didn't pan out.
0: Nope. So
1: that's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, it's not not a good book. So so far we're four for two. So four mm. books were really good. Two books are really bad. Overall, I'd say that's a huge win. It introduced new diverse characters to the DC lore. It did rip off Marvel a little bit, but more often than not, very self-aware about it,
1: which oh, is yeah. at least. The two companies tend to do that to each other quite a bit. Yeah,
0: at least it's refreshing, you yeah. know, to read
1: something in this universe,
0: in this context that is unabashedly like playing to a more fun aesthetic and giving you a dose of what Marvel's good at, but keeping it in the strengths of the dc universe so it's kind of like a a clashing of the best of both worlds yeah and in in a very good way it doesn't have those same weaknesses that the dc books have and it doesn't have the same weaknesses that a marvel book has it takes kind of the best of both and mushes them together into something that's really fun and really enjoyable and i think you should pick up so uh, if you haven't read them already pick up curse of brimstone uh pick up silencer pick up um uh, sideways ignore the dumb name but it, you know other than the name it's really good and then <laughs> definitely pick up uh the terrifics so
1: did the new challengers book ever come out
0: <laughs> it did i haven't that's the last one i gotta get to uh, i'm pretty okay. sure i'm pretty sure that covers all of them i think it was seven titles total yeah and the challengers the new challengers is the last one i gotta get to so okay. I expect that probably next week yeah um we don't haven't did the content match the drapes this week um I, I just we the books we chose were just so far and we never got a chance to read them. Yeah. <clears throat> so unfortunately, we don't have did the content match the drapes, but we will have more in the future. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Oh yeah. All right. Let's get into some news. All right. So uh, all this news this week comes from Newsarama.com. They always give us great news headlines for Comic Book world. Uh There are other more probably well-known sites that put comic book news out there. However, unfortunately, they often rely on just word on the street and bullshit that ends up not being true. <laughs> and a lot of filler articles that just aren't worth your time. <clears throat> but uh, Newsarama uh, is, does a really good job. All of these articles this time come from Chris Arendt. Uh, who writes many of the articles on there along with, uh, uh, what was it, Grant? Uh, Morrison? You know, Morrison. Marston? Marston.
1: Marston?
0: Yeah, I think it's Marston. Okay. Might be wrong. I apologize if I screwed up your name. But uh, let's get into it. Not a lot of news this week. Um, first up, uh, Stitcher has decided to re up its contract with Marvel to do another uh, podcast exclusive story. Um, called wolverine the lost trail now their first initiative into this i actually listened to it it was enjoyable but i i just i i think it's just because i'm not really audio based for a lot of things especially storytelling yeah i just had a hard time following it and some of the voice actors that were playing the parts were just so over the top (laughs) it was a little hard to listen to sometimes um, yeah,
1: it, it might have sounded like they were overcompensating for the lack of visuals.
0: Yeah, so but it was a decent experience if you listen to Stitcher, which you should. If you listen to Hit the Books podcast and Hit oh, the yeah. Mats podcast, because we're on there, um, they were advertising it pretty heavily uh, at the end. Basically, it's it's an incentive to get you to pay for their premium. ...service on the Stitcher app, which gives you access to a bunch of other shows and stuff like that. Right. And extra content and, like, new, new features on the apps and stuff like that. Kind of like
1: YouTube Premium.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it's pretty much how they earn most of their money. Um, but Wolverine the Long Night uh, was basically about uh, a, a bunch of dead bodies appearing in this small town in Alaska. And a, a mysterious stranger named Logan has shown up in town recently and basically the story follows the detectives that are trying to figure out what happened, who the fuck this Logan guy is who has amnesia again. <laughs> who would have guessed? Mm. Um <laughs> our favorite thing to do with him. But all that said aside, at the core concept, the the story is pretty fun and pretty interesting. I just I personally couldn't get into the aesthetic, but I feel like people who are more uh auditorially focused will really enjoy it. When I listen to podcasts, I want it more or less as background noise that I can hop in and out of while I'm, you know, doing errands or doing dishes or, you know. Doing something else. I don't want to be completely immersed, you know, into an, a podcast for several hours listening to a story. Again, that's just me. Yeah. You know, it might be better for someone else who has more time in their hands and can focus on these things, you know. But I, if I'm listening to a podcast, I want to just have it kind of there in passing to enjoy uh, in between the part, points of in my life where I got to really be focused, you know, right. on the road or on doing dishes or you know getting groceries, whatever the case is, um, but I I think it's interesting that they re really up, so they must have made some kind of money on it between the two companies. Um, they hopefully, had to. And uh, I I they haven't released the the whole premise for it yet, but I assume it's going to build off of this current version of Wolverine. Now, if you don't like uh the audio setting you can actually pick up the book they started releasing a comic version of it hmm. of wolverine the wrong night which i pick up the first issue of the art's really good really solid it definitely is a little bit different i don't think they changed like the core storyline but the, it's different to be more visually appealing and whatnot and give you more context so there is something to be gathered from, it if you listen to it and still want to s- pick up the book, it, it might be worth your time, because it kind of fills in a few a few small gaps that you don't really get when you're listening to it. Um, next up on the news, again from Chris Arendt at Newsarama, Justice League number 19's cover art has been changed uh, after the order-by date. Um, the new artist for the book, Jorge Jimenez, who we are big fans of, oh yeah, uh, and who has won uh, several comic covers of the week in the past um, is taking over the book uh from the previous artist the book will be returnable because it was um changed after the return by uh or order by date excuse me Uh, and the old cover will now be a variant of justice league number 20 so if you're really wanting that original 19 cover it's okay. You're not losing it. You just gotta wait for issue number twenty, and then you gotta pick up the variant. Uh, hopefully, it's a common variant, so you don't have to, you know, pay a bunch of money to get it. Right. If you did want it, but uh, look out for that. However, Jorge Jimenez's uh, new cover art will be the official cover of issue nineteen, and the previous cover will be a variant to issue number twenty. So uh, be sure to look out for that. Uh, next up in the news. Um, this one coming from Chris Aaron yet again. Uh, we have our statistics from last month. We always like to kind of go through it, kind of give you the pulse of the industry right now and tell you how all the companies are doing, how uh, the comic book industry as a whole is doing. So uh, basically, um, the market share is pretty similar to how it's been. Um, Marvel has the largest portion of the, the market at the moment. But that's largely because they have a huge volume. They release an outrageous number of books every week, um, as you'll hear when we go through the new releases. Yeah. But uh, Marvel released 142 titles in the month of January. DC released 118. The next biggest uh, Image Comics is about 60 issues behind with 67 idw with 56 dark horse with 46 boom with 36 dynamite with 25 boob variants and Viz <laughs> media with 25 titan with 19 archie with 18 and then everything else combined 359 um so you can see there's a there's a stark difference between marvel and pretty much everybody else dc's up there but there's still you know 30 mm-hmm. 30 titles not books titles behind yeah um and then in terms of the actual uh, book rankings, wait, here are your top ten by units shipped. Number one is The Batman Who Laughs. Number two...
1: <laughs>
0: I get why people are interested in it.
1: It's What if Batman and the Joker were the same person? Yeah, it's... <laughs> dark knight's
0: metal was a dumb book i'm sorry sorry scott snyder they had one interesting it was real dumb dumb. (laughs) they have one interesting character in it and it's the batman who laughs and even he is kind of like why are you here again yeah what this is completely unnecessary this is dumb so i hope you're all enjoying that i don't enjoy it I might be in the minority, though. Maybe I'm just a jaded, (laughs) (laughs) stupid fan. I don't know. Uh, Number two was Captain Marvel, number one. So the whole relaunch there. Shocker. (laughs) Number three was Guardians of the Galaxy, number one. The book I just tore apart for being super boring. (laughs) Although maybe the new one's good. I don't know. Maybe. But my previous attempts to read the old Guardians of the Galaxy and the current Guardians of the Galaxy, it, it didn't go well. Very dialogue heavy for no reason. Yep. Uh, Not interesting dialogue either. Uh, Number four, we have Conan the Barbarian, number one. So Conan, getting some love. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Number five, we have uh, Amazing Spider-Man, number 14. Uh, Number six, we got, you know who you're here for, Batman, (laughs) number 62. And then number seven, Batman, number
1: 63. (laughs) Batman.
0: And then number eight, unfortunately, we got Heroes in Crisis number four. Unfortunately. And number nine, we got Heroes in Crisis number five, which was an improvement over the rest of the books. But still, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's fine. Fu- it's fine, Tom ev- King. It's ev- fine. Ev- everything's fine. It's fine. Don't, don't pull fine. a Mr. Miracle. My review of the book, it's it's wasted potential. That's what it is. <sighs> it's everything that it shouldn't have been. But it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm just a miserable, jaded fan. Thanks. I hate it. It's fine. <laughs> and then number 10, we have Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number one. So Spider-Man getting some love, as you would expect. Batman getting plenty of love, as you would expect. Tom King, I love you, but you, you, I don't know if you need love for this one. And then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number one, Captain Marvel number one. Of course, number ones always sell pretty well. So usually um, good on them. Uh, and a nice little balance between Marvel and DC. Unfortunately, no uh, third-party companies got on the list. Usually Image or IDW gets on there, at least somewhere in there. But it yeah. looks like they had kind of a weak showing this month. Um, overall, from uh, December to January, as you would expect, most of the percentages in terms of comparative sales went down. But the good news is is the year is starting really strong. And Versus January of last year... Uh sales are up pretty much across the board about fifteen to twenty percent. Um and toys, if you care about toys, are up thirty five percent, so big jump for them. Um so yeah, go ahead and uh, check all that stuff out. Uh, again it's on Newsarama uh dot com and written by Chris Arrant. Uh really good stuff there. Uh if you like the Batman Who Laughs, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> it's fine. I am not sorry. It's
0: fine. I just don't like it.
1: <laughs> it's fine. It's what fine. If this guy who's already in a gimp costume made his costume even more gimpy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's basically an origin story for that version of Batman. That's that's what it is. Sounds but about right. It's such a dumb concept to begin with. Do you really need to know the origin? <sighs> no
1: no no you really don't <laughs> it's fine it's, it's fine <laughs> it's fine it's fine everything's fine well emery <sighs> that wraps up the news
0: no delay corner this week so that's a good sign hey you know, we seem to have a, a delay corner every week for the
1: past like four or five weeks which is not good maybe they're learning uh but or maybe they're taking a week off who knows yeah. and that is the news uh oh, you know what? In case they ever drag me to hell, I want my last words to be, what comic books are we hitting up this week? Well, Emery, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> All right, folks. We will
0: now be separating the uh, comics of the week recording um, just for convenience sake so that Emery can be here long enough to be in the final segment on weeks that were ti- kind of time crunched. I'm also going to be making a separate cut uh, of this segment, in, independent of the actual podcast. So, if you watch our YouTube channel and just need a quick resources to see what's coming this week, uh, with obviously the covers on the YouTube channel and the the names and companies of the books, uh, please feel free to check out our our, our YouTube channel uh, and find these separate cuts. Of course, it's only going to go back to this week and beyond. Uh, it won't know, It won't go back to last week and before. Because simply that's just it's too much work and I don't have the time uh, to go back and find them all and find the proper time codes and record them from the YouTube channel to my laptop to actually edit everything. So unfortunately I won't be doing that. But going forward we will have uh, the release of the actual episode on all your podcast services and on the YouTube channel. And then we will have the actual uh, new releases as a separate episode. Uh, segment that is cut from the original podcast just so that you can see it as a resource uh, independent of the show and if you need to go back to the show to see you know what comics are coming out this week you don't have to g- kind of comb through every bit of the, the episode to find it and I will try my best to put time codes on uh, each of the podcast videos so if you don't want to watch you know the new comics coming this week segment you can actually just skip ahead to our awards of cover and variant cover of the week um, uh, to hopefully be more convenient for our audience and uh, anybody out there who relies on us as a comic book resource. So, uh, once again, we get all of these covers from uh, freshcomics.us, which is a great resource if you want to see what's coming up, what came out last week, and what's coming out uh, this week. Um, This one is going to be for the week of February 27th, 2019. So without further ado, let's get into it. First up from Marvel Comics, we have Age of X-Man, Extremist, number one. We have Avengers, No Road Home, number three. We have Black Panther, number nine, featuring a very uh, Aquaman in the Trench uh, aesthetic there on that cover. We have Black Panther versus Deadpool, number two. We have Captain America, number eight. We have Captain Marvel, Braver and Mightier, number one. We have Daredevil, number two, with a very cool kind of classic style. We have Fantastic Four, number seven. We have Marvel Comics Presents, number two. We have A Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, number 40 for the kids out there. We have Star Wars Dr. Aphra, number 29, for you fucking nerds. We have The Amazing Spider-Man, number 16. We have The Invaders, number 2. We have The Savage Sword of Conan, number (laughs) 2. We have The Superior Spider-Man, number 3. We have West Coast Avengers, number 8. And then finally, we have X-Force, number 3. From DC Comics, we have Action Comics, number 1008. We have Batgirl, number 32. We have Batman Beyond, number 29. We have Detective Comics, number 999, with a very intriguing uh, story cover there. and makes me wonder what's going on in the narrative. We have Freedom Fighters, number 3. We have Heroes in Crisis, number six, the latest from Tom King. We have Justice League Odyssey, number six, which is a pretty good book. I need to catch up on it. We have Martian Manhunter, number three, which I am still following. Kind of needs to find its voice, but we'll see what happens. We have Old Lady Harley, number five, which I'm pretty sure is just a single issue play of the regular Harley book Kind of making fun of the Marvel old man books, old man Hawkeye, old man Logan, old man Quill, etc. We have uh, Shazam, number three, the latest from Jeff Johns. We have Sideways, a very good new age of DC heroes, which I discussed earlier in the episode, number 13. Wish they would change the name, though. The name is really bad. Unfortunately, this is the final issue of the book, so hopefully this just means that they're going to change the name and relaunch it. But if they don't, that's pretty disappointing because it is a a really solid book with great artwork and great aesthetic, good character dialogue, uh, really interesting new characters for the DC universe. I'd say it's a success overall. They just need to change that name. Then we have The Flash, number 65, The Price. We have The Silencer, number 14, another good DC, uh, New Age of DC Heroes book, which will be continuing for the foreseeable future. We have The Terrifics, another really great uh, book that I discussed earlier. Number 13, uh, again, part of the New Age of DC Heroes. This one, I believe, only introduces one new character in Phantom Girl, but all the other characters are just lesser known characters that just weren't really fleshed out in prior books, in my opinion, um, and really get to shine in this book. And it's it, caveat it's very self aware that it's a, a Fantastic Four ripoff but it doesn't hurt it because it fully acknowledges it and embraces it and takes it to the, the next level with really good character development and uh, kind of fun, fun, lighthearted adventures in addition to a more serious side for the individual character, which is probably the best way to do it. Next up, we got Wonder Woman number 65, and that wraps up DC. From Boom Studios, we have Bone Parish number seven. We have Buffy the Vampire Slayer number two. We have Firefly, number four. I know there's a lot of Firefly fans out there, including Emery. We have Labyrinth, Coronation, number 11. We have Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's Morphin' time! Number 36. We have Smooth Criminals, number four. We have Steven Universe, number 25. We have the Avant Guards, number two. And that wraps up Boom. From Image Comics, we have Hardcore, number three. We have Ice Cream Man, which is the kind of pseudo Stephen King uh, style horror book. Number ten. We have Mage, the Hero Denied. Number fifteen. We have Man Eaters. Number six. We have Oliver. Number two. We have Outcast. Number thirty nine. We have Red Lands. Number eleven. We have Rose. Number seventeen. We have Spawn, number 294. We have The Realm, number 11. And we have The Wicked and the Divine, number 42. From Dynamite Entertainment, we have many titles abreast here. We have Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, number 5. We have Hack and Slash versus Chaos, number 3. We have John Wick, number 5. We have Peter Cannon, Thunderbolt, number 2. And that wraps up Dynamite. From Dark Horse Comics, we have alien Definitely not Aliens. From Dark Horse Comics, we have Aliens Resistance, number two. We have Black Hammer, Age of Doom, number eight. We have Crimson Lotus, number four. We have Fight Club 3, number two. We have Hellboy and the BPRD, 1956, number four. And we have... Weird, wired, mm, weird, word, (laughs) number two, spelled W-Y-R-D. From IDW Publishing, we have Atomic Robo, Dawn of the New Era, number three. We have Punk's Not Dead, London Calling, number one. We have Sonic the Hedgehog, gotta go fast, number 14. Star Trek, The Q Conflict, number two. Uh, Q being a character that's very much uh, based on the Star Trek The Next Generation and beyond, which is godlike character that's obsessed with uh, John luc Picard and loves to terrorize the man. Next up, from Valiant, we have Bloodshot, Rising Spirit, number four. We have The Forgotten Queen, number one. From Titan Books, we have Life is Strange, number four. We have Tank Girl, Action Alley, number three. From Archie Comics, we have Betty and Veronica, number three. From Lions Forge Comics, we have Catalyst Prime Kino, number 14. We have Catalyst Prime Summit, number 13. And we have Quinn Credible, number four. From Oni Press, we have Invader Zim, number 40. We have Rick and Morty, number 47. From Scout Comics, we have Once Our Land, book two, number one. We have Shadow Play, number two. We have The Cyber Spectre, number two. And we have Wolfborn, spelled W U L F B O R N E, number one. From Vertigo, we have Hexwives, number five. And we have the latest addition to the Sandman Universe books, The Books of Magic, number five. Okay. And that is everything coming to your local comic book shops. Please support your local
1: comic book shops.
0: And digital devices this week. Now it's time to hand out the prestigious, nay, life changing award of cover and variant cover of the week (gasps) from Hit the Books Podcast. Ooh. First up, your cover of the week goes to (gasps) Vertigo's The Books of Magic number five. This one, another Sandman Universe title, who has been consistently uh, great, at least for the cover art we still need to dive into this one but yeah uh,
1: we do oh my god um, it's
0: It'll... part of the whole sandman universe neil gaiman universe uh, that they've been trying to build um, sandman based on these sandman books which are very famous and very good um this cover has been done by kai carpenter and it's excellent. it's It's wonderful, it's aesthetic, it's ethereal, like many of the other Sandman books. It has a very stark kind of fantasy vibe to it, like the classic fantasy paperback art styles that
1: were underappreciated, in my opinion. When a comic book cover reminds me of both The Labyrinth And the never-ending story, all in the same fucking cover, you win by default. Yeah, I was definitely,
0: (laughs) I was getting more of like a never-ending story mixed with like Harry Potter vibe from it. Yeah, and now I might be biased because there's a character with dark hair and glasses writing in a big book with a giant owl
1: on his shoulder. Right.
0: So clearly, there's some uh, Harry Potter tones there.
1: Yeah, playing around with it a little bit. But
0: yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful aesthetic. as a very. Cool art style, very kind of uh, watercolor brush stroke like Um, just beautiful cover art and really uh, everything about it from the aesthetics of the the title overlay, the DC Vertigo uh, logo, which is the new one that I really love, um, the cool kind of half crescent moon uh, numbering there on the bottom panel. Everything is great about it, and I really, really enjoy it. I think Kai Carpenter did a wonderful job, and uh, really can't wait to see what else happens uh, with these these Sandman Universe books, because basically every single one has had something interesting on the cover, and that's that's outstanding, and I can't wait to actually dive into these books. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so big congratulations to Kai Carpenter for your work on Vertigo's The Books of Magic number 5. Now it's time to hand out... The prestigious, nay life changing, award of variant cover of the week. This Ooh. one goes to DC's Justice League Odyssey number six variant cover. This one done by Tony Fonte. Interesting. Um, now, this one, uh, well, it has a very.
1: about this cover yeah <laughs> it has an aesthetic for sure it definitely does that uh i occasionally
0: fall victim to but i think it's good
1: yeah uh, it, uh, okay i will say this about it without getting into what this c- cover is obviously trying to do uh this is the kind of cover that looks like it's kind of trying to be both a comic book cover and a movie poster a little bit. Just a the, little bit. At the same time. Just enough. Just be, enough. Just enough to be interesting. Oh, yeah. So it features uh, Jessica
0: Cruz, Green Lantern, and uh, Starfire. Um, for those of you unfamiliar with this book, Justice League Odyssey is kind of a spinoff of the Dark Knight's Metal slash uh, No Justice book. No Justice being good. Dark Knight's Metal. You know, you be the judge. I know I'm in the minority, but I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But it it kind of naturally forms a ragtag group um, that go off trying to respond to this kind of warning message, help, SOS message, more or less, um, as many ragtag team books kind t- of start off with. Yeah, as you do. It's a very yeah. t- it's a very common uh, comic book trope. <laughs> <laughs> but you end up with Jessica Cruz uh starfire cyborg um for some reason that i still can't decipher Azreel <laughs> 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 and um <clears throat> more or less dark side kind of i've all o- i'm only two issues in but it it's how, it's how not... <laughs> do we
1: get uh batman in this without putting batman in this I
0: guess, but Azrael <laughs>
1: doesn't need to be there
0: at all. <laughs> I don't know why Azrael, you know, is there. I don't think we need a Saint of Dumas, you know?
1: Saint of dumbass.
0: Some Saint of dumbass, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we need him there. A, a Gotham, <sighs> a very local character, <laughs> staged exclusively in Gotham on Earth, <laughs> s- for some reason needs to wear a bat symbol in space.
1: <sighs> all of the universe must fear the bat
0: i i guess i don't (laughs) it's real dumb and unnecessary but the book is very very well drawn and um dan abnett's writing it so of course it's great of course dan abnett's a great writer check out his aquaman run oh yeah um But back to the cover art, (laughs) which is the whole focus. It's done in a really cool kind of. It's almost like a cell shade, like a hand drawn cell shaded design. Yeah. It has a really, really cool, unique aesthetic to it. It's clearly a big, you know, action shot where Jessica Cruz has summoned all of these different pointy weapons (laughs) (laughs) ready to eviscerate her opponent with her Green Lantern ring. And then Starfire very dramatically shooting lasers out of her hands at some. Kind of opponent we're assuming, um, but because of course that's what she does. But of course, it's in a very strategic movie poster like pose, and then you have the very subtle DC logo on the very top, which I like. I love it when DC doesn't need, feel the need to crush the the <laughs> comic book art with its logo and actually lets the logo shine. As you can tell from this variant, there is no quotes on it, which is beautiful. Thank I, God. I hate covers with quotes on it. <laughs> I hate covers that have some unnecessary. If you put it on the volume, fine. It's a volume. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do to advertise a volume. Yeah, it does not need to be on each individual issue. It I don't really need to doesn't. see advertisements for the next upcoming movie. I don't need to see uh, speech bubbles on the fucking cover. Uh. You know, we're not in the 1950s and 40s anymore. Don't do it. Right. So, really love that this artwork is allowed to shine. It has brilliant color work. Uh, I don't know if Tony Afante did uh, the the coloring for this this issue, but It is a very stark and very wonderful color outlay uh, over a very, very cool kind of pseudo-cell-shaded aesthetic. Um, I'm assuming it was done via digital means using some kind of uh, tablet or something like that, but that doesn't take away from how wonderful and beautiful the cover work is. And, of course, if you're fans of uh, Starfire or Jessica Cruz, it's a pretty badass cover for both of them. So be sure to get your hands on that if you so choose. And that is everything uh, for the covers of the week. So big shout out to Justice League Odyssey, number six variant cover from DC done by Tony Fonte and Vertigo's the books of magic. Number five done by Kai Carpenter. And of course, if you want to know, did the content match the drapes? Be sure to tune in next week to find out. I will probably get around to Justice League Odyssey because I need to catch up on it anyway. And I really love it. So uh, look forward to that probably next week um yeah that's everything uh the same universe is so much to catch up on so i it's, wouldn't expect that a lot. unless you're caught up but it's it's a lot of content so yeah we'll see how that goes now for those of you unfamiliar with the show this is the segment where we talk about a topic of our choosing about the world of comic books
1: mm. emory what is our topic <laughs> our topic today actually comes as uh Kind of a what if, you know, Uh, just brainstorming, putting ideas out there. Um, So there's this really good movie by Marvel that we both like called Spider-Man Homecoming.
0: Yeah, I'd say we like it. Yeah,
1: we we like it a lot. Uh, And it's very clear. To anyone who's familiar with any of John Hughes's work as a director, that that is the aesthetic that that movie was going for. To feel something along the lines of... Uh, I don't know, kind of like a breakfast club or uh National Lampoon's uh, type deal, which... Uh, somewhere in there. Yeah. So, somewhere in there. Know, 16 Candles or something yeah, like that. Yeah, definitely, probably more 16 Candles than yeah, anything. Yeah, um, kind
0: of a coming-of-age-ish
1: oh, yeah, book. Definitely, which Spider-Man's perfect for doing that with. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, if you guys are looking forward to Spider-Man Far From Home maybe just watch National Lampoon's European Vacation. That might be where they're getting a lot of their ideas. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Um, But uh, it occurred to me that there are probably a few titles where you could do something like that. And one that actually just came to mind is there's a DC comic book character that never really gets much love at all. His name is Animal Man.
0: Unless you look at the New 52. Oh, yeah. During which Animal Man was probably the... hmm, It's close. I'd say probably the best book in the New 52. I would probably say it is, too. And there was a lot of really good books in the New 52. I'm not saying that a New 52 didn't have great books. It had a ton of great books.
1: New 52 was great. The 52 series itself... Really featured Animal Man as like probably one of the most capable heroes that DC has, but never gets any play. Yeah. Uh, but imagine for a moment that we took that character and made a movie pretty similar to Ace Ventura. This could go wrong in so many ways. Now, follow me for a minute. I don't want to. Because DC, their cocaine
0: addled production crew, are going to hear this idea and think, that's fucking brilliant.
1: Uh, uh, You better fucking pay me if you do this shit We'll put
0: it on the DC streaming (laughs) app It'll be great
1: They might Buy DC Universe (laughs) Give us money Uh, Okay China
0: (laughs) You like Animal Man? Of course you do Oh you don't okay. speak English. Okay.
1: Uh, okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. We went there. Yeah, we went there. I, I mean, hell. If you they don't like...
0: know how dumb something is, if you can't understand it, <laughs>
1: venom. I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. Okay. So, Ace Ventura
0: in the wind,
1: like a turd in the wind. <laughs> like <laughs> so if your dumb. turds are thin and light enough to float in the wind, see your gastroenterologist <laughs> immediately. Turds are not supposed to do that. Nope. Nope. Not nope. even a little. Nope. um The aesthetic of Ace Ventura, pet detective, and to uh, some extent Ace Ventura when uh, oh Ace Ventura when nature calls. That was the sequel. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm let not Jim with Kirk... you so far, so they, they, you, they better, went, uh, you better start convincing me real quick. Uh, okay. Um, so we have this movie coming out called Shazam. <gasps> <gasps> I am so hyped for this movie. You have no idea how hyped I am for this movie. Okay. Now, this is a movie that is, in a lot of ways, going to embrace the wonder, the fun, the muscle suit. The comedy. Yes, the muscle suit. Because ah, yeah. there's no way Zachary Levi's getting anywhere close to that jacked.
0: I'm so ready. I'm so <laughs> ready. I was this was the movie I was least convinced about, even though I love Shazam. Yeah. After that trailer.
1: After that trailer, you were sold. Completely sold. Oh yeah.
0: One trailer. Oh yeah. Completely sold. Uh, now, I have been tricked by DC's trailers before. <laughs> Suicide Squad, I'm looking at you.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: But I'm r re- I'm ready. They, yep. They pulled me back in again. Yep. I'm gonna watch it.
1: Yep. I I'm, I'm I, sold. I, I I hope I love I'm it. I hope I love it. I am so sold. Don't
0: fuck me over again. Yeah. Don't hurt me again.
1: Okay. Now it's like
0: Harley's relationship with Joker. I just keep going back for the beatings. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh.
1: Yeah, let let's not do that. Okay, so imagine for a moment we have a movie where we actually get to embrace a little bit of the silliness. A little bit, but we, instead of engaging, like, full Jim Carrey, uh, we go into a little bit more of the hero side, but sometimes he gets a little silly because he gets his powers from animals, and maybe occasionally starts to act a little bit like them. Okay, can I propose a change to this? What change?
0: Instead of Animal Man, why don't you just use Beast Boy? Because clearly that's what you want to do. You want to make uh, uh, a Beast Boy movie. Uh, uh, okay,
1: while a Beast Boy movie could be cool, they will never do a fucking Beast Boy movie because he literally is useless outside of having the Teen Titans around him. They were going to make a cyborg movie. Same thing is true. Uh, y- yes, hence why he's on the Doom Patrol now. Booyah. <laughs> Flacid, don't, you, don't. Flacid booyah makes its return <laughs> thanks justice league no <laughs> i
0: i genuinely wonder if that was something that Zack snyder did before he left the project or if they <laughs> added that in if they added the flaccid booyah yeah. in after he left it's I, like I this movie is so w-
1: serious but we have to let people know that we kind of watched Teen Titans, a little bit. I
0: honestly need to know.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we are never. We are never. <laughs> n- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> None of that.
1: None of that. <laughs> this is why we go with Animal Man because. They need to figure out the fucking Teen Titans first before we even touch any of those characters individually.
0: But we can build a Teen Titans universe where we have a movie for each individual character and they culminate in a Teen Titans movie.
1: Pitch a fucking Starfire movie to me. Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Okay. All of
0: that, except she eventually gets jettisoned to Earth. (laughs)
1: done uh sure you have james gunn maybe make it happen maybe (laughs) (laughs) james gunn needs to instead of doing suicide squad he needs to do teen titans you
0: can talk about the whole war on tamaran how the her and her sister became slaves Have the whole dynamic where they lead a rebellion, and the sister kind of goes evil, and whatever else, and she gets exiled to Earth, or, you know, exiled to this part of the galaxy, and she happens to hit Earth, or whatever the case may be. It's very easy to write. I could write it for you. Uh, I'm sure you could. That being said... Beast Boy. Animal pet detective comedy.
1: It's Beast Boy. You're welcome. Beast Boy... You're welcome. Beast Boy only works... If he has someone, at least one other person with him, which Cyborg, Beast Boy Cyborg, that's, that's another Thor Ragnarok. Mm. Mm. <laughs> do I
0: really want another Thor Ragnarok? You already
1: watched Aquaman.
0: I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point. That's a very good point.
1: If anything, this will be their chance to do that, but get it right. <laughs> maybe maybe hey uh yeah. side note you remember in uh
0: avengers age of ultron where thor had this dramatic nightmare vision in the pool and supposedly it was all about the terror that would be ragnarok and you remember how in ragnarok none of that like really happened
1: like none of it like none of it yeah
0: like he not was, even a little he was partying with jeff goldblum for the entire movie <laughs> And then like something dramatic <laughs> happened at the end, but it didn't really happen, because all they did was leave the planet. And they're like, hey, you know, Asgard's not a place, it's a people. And we're like, uh, bullshit. Uh, yeah, literally uh, d- all of your powers came from that little place right there. So, yeah, double, uh,
1: triple bullshit.
0: Yep, uh, calling you out on that one, buddy.
1: Yeah. But uh, yeah, side note. <laughs> <laughs> side note, here's how that movie should have ended. Asgard isn't a place, it's a people. Oh, hey, I think I see Surter <laughs> <laughs> and Hela, and they're coming this way. Fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Asgard. That is how you should end that movie. If yeah. you're going to blow up the planet that gives them their powers
0: in a planet though
1: it's a realm it's
0: like a plane yeah it's basically it's, yeah it's basically it, it ex-
1: exists on the x and it, y axis it's
0: the best <laughs> argument for the flat earth movement <laughs> oh no yeah. disney supports the flat earth theory no Just thought you should know no <laughs> it hurts <laughs> shut up you, you shill you <laughs> <laughs> who paid you huh? <laughs> no Corporate shill. We know it. (laughs) Asgard's flat. Why isn't Earth? Huh? Huh? Have you seen Earth? (laughs) Probably not. Have you been to
1: space? No. (laughs) (laughs) How do you know? (laughs) Uh, I know because I can't see the Statue of Liberty or the fucking Empire State. Is that still a big one? I can't see those. I really can't see them. It's because of the haze,
0: man. Okay, the haze, the haze. Oh okay. my god, the the the, the haze. like the
1: haze over the the like the earth. Yeah, that's only flat. Yeah, that that's why you can't see it. Oh,
0: Yeah, it gets magnified. The further you look, the more haze is in the way. Uh-huh. Until eventually, you can't see anything. Oh, okay. You it's shill. not like we're you shill. constantly you traveling round earth over
1: Earth. Oh, oh. You can get it. (laughs) You know what I'm going to do? Asgard Asgard is proof. (laughs) I'm going to go to the edge of the earth once I fucking find it (laughs) and throw you right the fuck off and see what happens. Hey, Jack Sparrow went off the edge of the earth. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> More proof. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. All
0: right. Uh, sorry, I keep distracting you yeah. from your uh, Animal Man who should be Beast Boy. Uh, okay, okay, we're using Animal Ace- Man Ace because Ventura. he never gets enough play. Okay. That is the biggest reason. But we need a serious movie with Animal he sh- Animal Man. He shouldn't be in a comedy. <sighs>
1: Have you, read, have, works, you,
0: have you read the entire
1: run of the New Fifty Two Animal Man? I have. Very serious book. And we could do that for movie two. Horrifically serious. We we could go. We can go straight into movie two, but movie one ought to be about embracing how Animal Man is. He's cool, and he gets all these animal powers when he's around animals, and you're describing Beast Boy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he can change into animals. That That is what Beast Boy does. He turns into the beast, as opposed to just copying their abilities.
0: All right. Give me a second here. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Please continue.
1: And, you know, you, you have my undivided money. I mean, attention. <laughs> and we make his villain, as a twist, Gorilla Grodd i am so
0: against this it's not even funny (laughs) i am so seriously uh, dc just close your ears earmuffs la 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 i can't hear anything
1: do not the the money's right there the money's right there i know you're crazy
0: enough to do it come on
1: don't do it come on don't please don't do it (laughs) It would be so much fun, though. I, I
0: don't even like you ejecting this idea into the internet <laughs> sphere. I might edit it out. We'll see. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm about just, that. I'm just going to censor you. Straight up. <laughs> I called out DC for censoring a book last week. So... uh uh I'm gonna be a complete hypocrite, and oh get, yeah and I'd get rid of this, this I fucking movie dare idea you. before they destroy <laughs> y- 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 what yeah. will they have left,
1: yeah, and I'll have a petition signed where you have to release the uncut footage no <laughs> I won't fold i won't <laughs> petitions work right <laughs> <laughs> apparently thanks d c thanks. Idiots! god damn it i love
0: you i love you dc
1: uh, uh, i would never uh, hurt you dc I, I love you but sometimes fuck you yeah <laughs> okay so that was my idea okay let me pitch one for you okay
0: uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna try to keep the details light okay I, I think i want to write this idea okay at least for a comic okay but let's pitch it w- let's have an x-men movie
1: all right you have me so far
0: Where you star Wolverine and
1: Cyclops. Okay.
0: Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. I mean, you're already sold. Yeah, yeah, pretty
1: much. Uh, Yeah. So Wolverine and Cyclops, what are they doing?
0: So we're going to have a very Howard Hughes-esque thought bubble there. Okay. And uh, we're going to have some issues with them as instructors, uh, where they're constantly fighting in front of the students for obvious reasons. Teachers, stop fighting. And Xavier has listened to this bickering for the final time. He calls them into his office. He berates them. He tells them, you know, I'm this close to firing both of you and just sending you home on your way and then kicking you out of the X-Men, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, we have the other X-Men in the room, Jean Grey, feeling guilty because she's often the reason why they're fighting. We have, you know, say Storm in there trying to kind of come up with ideas for solutions. And then Beast a very calm, controlled, uh, very cerebral individual who comes up with a brilliant plan to fix this problem.
1: Of course, Beast would come up with a plan.
0: A place where they can kind of work out their aggressions in a non-harmful way.
1: Go on.
0: Beast steps in before Professor Xavier decides to fire them and says, hold on, Professor. Why don't we put them each in charge of the troubled students' uh, junior league basketball teams? All right. And so they each have to coach a rival mutant team. And, of course, they have to have a rival mutant team because what normal school is going to compete with a bunch of mutants that can possibly kill them on the basketball court? Yeah. (laughs) And um, they are each in charge of picking the teams, coaching the teams and ensuring that they don't get into trouble in the process. And so this puts them in a kind of after-school activity that will distract them from what they're constantly bickering about, a.k.a. Jean Grey. (laughs) (laughs) It gives them the opportunity to kind of compete with each other in a natural way. It gives them a chance to kind of bond with the students and help them grow uh, as as children into young teens and adults. Mm Mm-hmm. And it sets up for a lot of great, wonderful, hilarious shenanigans. Ooh. So clearly you're going to cast a handful of interesting mutants on your basketball teams. Of course. You're going to have fun with the whole like picking one by one process. And of course, you're going to wonder who's going to be the last student picked. Oh. (laughs) Which could be a very nice dynamic. Oh, yeah. You could have... You know the kind of suck up on Cyclops's <laughs> team that's always sucking up to Cyclops, <laughs> but he hates it. You could have the 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 student that's always doing stupid crap and being lazy, maybe like the Blob or something like that on yeah. on Logan's team that he has to constantly coach and you know bring around and kind of lead him by the hand. And then you have the kind of side by side dynamics between Wolverine and, and Cyclops, where they're kind of having like a water boy esque like rivalry as coaches and they're constantly instead of like actively (laughs) fighting each other they're just fighting each other through their game plans and getting everything (laughs) set up you know maybe you can make it a football team instead of a you know uh, uh, a basketball team whatever sport you you want yeah
1: you could literally put any sport in this
0: but you could have some really cool side notes like maybe you know gene gray is feeling lonely and feeling like they have you know whichever one i guess cyclops in this point isn't giving her enough attention so she goes and tries to kind of woo him a little bit but he's so focused on beating logan and (laughs) and getting the perfect game plan together he just kind of shoes her away says get out of here gene i'm busy i'm sorry i I gotta get this game plan done or logan's gonna beat me again <laughs>
1: yeah you
0: know? and then and then you know she pouts and then she goes and like tries to get Logan to go out and get some food with her or something. Yeah. And he's just obsessed with beating Cyclops. <laughs> so he just doesn't have the time of day for her, which solves like half of their fighting problems. It is like,
1: there is no way I am letting that one eyed sycophantic little fucking Boy Scout beat me <laughs> in a fucking sporting event. I don't care what it is. It's so
0: perfect. I love the idea. Uh, you could have like just various, you know, assistant coaches, maybe have like Gambit come in as an assistant coach that, you yep. You know, you put the most infantile adult mutant there. <laughs> the most irresponsible assistant coach possible.
1: Oh, oh yeah. This would be, the, like, the perfect time for him to shine as just a jackass. <laughs> it's just like, uh, pardon me while I use the whistle way too much and then kind of have a couple's dynamic maybe have rogue come in as like
0: wolverine's assistant coach or something like that vice versa and have them like also going at it because (laughs) they're competing with each other too (laughs) it's just just so fun like there's so
1: many ways that this could play out wonderfully
0: i think if you get the right cast together and you just take the chance just as like a side note it doesn't have to have some big overarching you know apocalyptic you know storyline we don't need a dark
1: phoenix saga <laughs> go don't... fuck off with that nonsense <laughs> we can have we the... don't need magneto showing up and fucking up everything again yep
0: and we can have the xavier school be what it should be a fun fucking school, school. Yes. yes and i i think that could make for a really great movie and possibly comic book don't fucking steal my idea i want to write this book yeah don't you do it if you want me to write this book for you please reach out to us oh yeah the books at gmail.com oh yeah i'm normally a dc guy but i love me some x-men
1: oh yeah we have a brilliant idea and who could it be played to such good degree
0: yeah so that's my idea. I think we could put so many cool, interesting characters in there. <laughs> I can even like picture like it's kind of one of those times where Xavier and Magneto are more or less on friendly terms, and yeah. have like Magneto kind of pop in uh, during a portion to have his own little group pop in or something.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, see, Magneto would be wonderful as like the dean of his own school. Yeah, and he just kind of shows up and, see- and says. Ugh. Your shenanigans are so banal and just distasteful. <laughs> I, how do you not have control over your teachers by now? Are you this, gonna... is, this is truly beneath you, Charles. Why do you even <laughs> let this happen? <laughs> and then, out of nowhere, for the sequel, Magneto shows up with his own sports team Oh dude, I'm oh. so about this. You have oh, no idea. Oh my god. And it, of course, his team would be called the acolytes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, oh. yes. 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 Uh yeah, I want it cut, print the fucking This writes itself. There is so <laughs> much
0: gold in this idea. If you can if if the fans could set aside the like seriousness that they've been shoving into the Fox movies for so long, yeah, and kind of the heavy weight of the overall arc of the current Marvel universe, which is great. Just I'm not great. saying it's a bad yeah. thing. It's definitely a good thing to have some big existential threat in Thanos and whatever else, you know, right? And every story, but I think it would be really cool just to kind of experiment with the franchise, yeah. you know, kind of a low budget film. It doesn't have to be a, you know, a 300 million dollar film. It can be a 20 million dollar film and still be fucking excellent. Yeah, th- this is That's just character focused dynamic between two of the
1: most popular X-Men. And just you know what this is? This is us actually letting the Xavier School for the Gifted be the Hogwarts that it was always meant to be. Even before Hogwarts was Hogwarts. Come on, guys. Yep. How have we not done this already? So please don't rip me off. Please, don't you do it. Don't make a cartoon yeah. of it.
0: Don't make a comic book of it. Let, I, I will contribute.
1: Yeah, just let him do it. Let me do it. I swear to God. Let me do it.
0: I have so many good ideas. We have plenty of good ideas. We've we've talked a lot about this off camera. Oh yeah, and I haven't shared all of them because I don't want you to steal
1: them. Yeah, yeah, don't you do it. Please let me do this. <laughs> Please, it's just just uh, put uh put pen to paper. I'm so ready. I want to do it. Oh my god, you, you, you got to do it. You got to get it out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, what's the
0: what's that mutant uh, you were telling me about that I've forgotten about already? Not siphon. Uh, with- Leech. Leech. Thank you. Yeah. You could have Leech be the ref <laughs> to kind of <laughs> try to attempt to make sure that none of the mutants you know use their powers unfairly or hurt each other. It's like yeah, I want I'm a good, best.
1: I want a good clean match. Yep. Anyone who uses their powers out of hand. Will be thrown out,
0: <laughs> but then you could have a part where like Gambit kind of schemes a way to like <laughs> distract him for a moment so they can cheat. And... <laughs> oh
1: yeah, yeah. That that's the one thing uh, brilliant about having Gambit as and then you can... uh, secondary coach to either uh, Wolverine or Cyclops is that he's the one who will secretly play fucking dirty because and... y- f- fuck the rules. And then
0: once Wolverine and Rogue realize what's happening, they have Rogue touch Leech so that she can use his powers and like bring them back to even playing again oh but uh and then they have a little yeah you know, a little bickering between the, the lovers there yeah <laughs> as a newly couple
1: <laughs> oh that would be wonderful oh I'm so ready <laughs> oh my god I'm so yep, ready yep, for this I'm so fucking down Who. Uh, fucking get to writing this shit, man. Yeah,
0: oh <laughs> it's so God. good. I just came up with another idea. I don't want to share it, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> getting more ideas. Oh, but yeah, that's my movie idea for a kind of a light-hearted Spider-Man Homecoming esque type of dynamic. Although Spider-Man Homecoming still had the big overarching story, but oh, yeah, the majority of that movie was about Peter Parker being Peter Parker, which is uh,
1: kind of the strength of that movie. Yeah, yeah,
0: very much so. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and this topic discussion. I want to thank you for sticking with us through another mediocre edition of Hit the Books Podcast.
1: Mediocre!
0: If you like what you hear, be sure to hit like and subscribe down on our YouTube channel. And rate well elsewhere. It really does help us out. Once again, we are now on YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify! Spotify! By popular demand. So uh, be sure to subscribe and uh, leave us a nice review on each of those services. Once again, it really does help us out. Um... We are going to be breaking off the kind of uh, issues of the uh, the coming issues of the week as a separate video in addition to being the main video. So if you just need a refresher of what's coming out this week, you can actually just listen to the episode oh, yeah. and I'll separate it uh, and just have it read off by myself there. Um, so look forward to that. Uh, we'll add a little bit of rendering time, so hopefully it doesn't delay anything. But that's what I'm going to attempt to do and um, see how it works. Remember, you can always reach out to us on Twitter at Uh, HTB Vids. you can reach out to us on facebook at forward slash hit the books uh you can go to our website htbvids.com once again htbvids.com where you can find uh, links to all these things and more content as well uh you can always check out our weekly covers and variant covers of the week uh, on the website as well so be sure to check those out to see the former ones um am i missing anything Oh, and be sure to check out our wrestling podcast. Hit the mats again. Yes, hit a the second mats. channel. Hit the mats now. Not hit the books. The videos are under the YouTube channel. Hit the books videos or hit the books vids. I can't remember what I renamed it. I think it's hit the books vids. I'm going to say it's hit the books vids. Yeah, let's go with uh, that. But both shows will be on that YouTube channel. However, on your podcast services, they will be separated because podcasts have moved forward into the future and allow us to put mu- multiple shows under the same account, where YouTube has not. So. Not yet. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, they're not separated, but uh, feel free to subscribe and enjoy those anyway. Um, I think that's everything. Did I, think, did I miss uh, I think that was it. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for sticking with us. We will see you next week on Hit the Books Podcast. Don't fucking steal my idea.
1: Don't you do it.
0: <laughs> Let me do
1: it. <laughs> oh, X-Men Little Giants. Let's fucking go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so about this. (laughs) It's so good.